Some of them call it the movement. And it just got out of control of the sudden. Do most people understand that what they're doing can cause somebody to die? It's illegal and reckless and someone can die, but they still do it. It's the fun of it. It's the thrill. You know, it's a showing off my car. And there was recently a street takeover that actually ended up with people going to a 7-Eleven mm -hmm. stealing. Before it was kind of like more underground. Now it's visible. That's what they say. There's nothing good coming out of it. During a street takeover in Los Angeles County, on Christmas night, a 24-year-old lost her life when she was struck by a reckless driver performing donuts in an intersection in Los Angeles. Unfortunately, a lot of people had to die for this to finally legislators can start helping us and doing something about it. My guest today is Lily Trujillo Pocket, founder of Street Racing Kills. Look how many young people are dying every year, die in our streets. Is this reckless and illegal driving being properly addressed in California? What necessary steps should be taken to keep others from being victimized? Stay tuned for an insider's perspective. I'm Siamai Korami. Welcome to California Insider. Thank you so much for having me. We want to talk to you about new laws that are coming for street mm -hmm. racing. Um, just over Christmas, a 24-year-old girl got killed by people making donuts in mm -hmm. the middle of the street. What is the purpose of making donuts? Uh, this is what uh, came <laughs> to me. It's like, why people are doing this now? Uh, for what I've uh, heard so far, and the people that I have talked to, basically the car culture going bad, the bad side. Uh, there is the good side of the car culture, and there is the bad side of the car culture. Started over the pandemic. It was happening before, but the pandemic really spiked it out. And it's just having, a, having fun for them, showing off their cars, showing off their skills. <laughs> Right, and then the people that come and watch is uh, to get a good video to put on Instagram and get some likes. Uh, some people just think it's just part of the car culture, having fun and showing off your cars and going to see a good stunt. Uh, a lot of them know the dangers, a lot of them don't know the dangers, and a lot of them don't care as long as they show off how good they can do a donut. So the are. idea is to just go around the circle and go fast and... And do the, the skill of doing the donut uh, without uh, uh, hitting anyone or how you, how you can, you know, how, how good you are at doing this uh, and give a show to the uh, spectators. Who are the people that go there to these, to these events? Everything. Everything. People that like to, to see that, people that want to get a good video, people that just get invited. Hey, let's go over there, let's go see them, let's go check them out. And some people are friend of a friend, hey, we're gonna be here hanging out, let's go over here. And one of the things that I tell everyone that it's not your party. Usually when you go to a party, you know who's gonna be there. Or at least you're gonna meet some new people. This is a party for a lot of people from everywhere. I mean, they don't come just from that uh, area, they'll come from everywhere to see this show. And we are hearing from the, in the Los Angeles County that the number of these mm -hmm. complaints about these kind of races and this donut making, mm -hmm. whatever if they are, it's 60% higher mm -hmm. uh, in the last two years. Yes. Uh, after so the this pandemic. is growing, right? After the pandemic, for whatever reason, this... Yeah. It, uh, one of the things that I've heard, because I am no expert at it, but it's just what I've seen and, uh, and mentoring and talking to these people, 
Uh, we have a diversion program, which the court uh, sends them to us after they get in trouble uh, by doing a donut, by street racing, uh, by spectating, uh, or speeding. Uh, when I talk to them, a lot of people have told me, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's the fun of it. You know, it's, uh, it's the thrill. You know, it's a showing off my car, you know, and what I can do. And a lot of people through the pandemic got a lot of money from Uncle Sam. So mm. they had the money to soup up their cars. I mean, they, first of all, they were bored, nothing to do. Have a cool car. Have, I have this money that I can make it even cool. Now I have the money to put everything into it. I believe for what I've heard and for what they've told me is that that helped a lot for them to, to start, as they call it, some of them call it the movement, you know, to start doing this. But do they know that they could have consequences when somebody gets killed like that, somebody's family, the, the disaster that comes? Do most people understand that what they're doing can cause somebody to die, one of their friends? Mm. Uh, well, you got to get in their mind of these people. You know, they're very young. Most of them are in the, from uh, 17 to 24, 25 years old. Most of them 20, 22. You just don't think it's going to happen to you. That's one of the things I've heard the most. Like, it's not gonna, I'm not going to be the one. It's not going to happen to me. You know what I mean? Some people, when something happens, say, I'm done. Some people still do it because they just don't think it's going to happen to them until it happens to them. And there's two groups, right? There's the people that are doing it, and then there are the people that go there to watch. Yes. And they just get invited because they think it's a party, right? Parties on wheels. You know, I just think it's a party or just go because of a friend or whatever. You know, just different reasons. They get invited, you know. Uh, some know it's going to happen. Some just live close by and they want to watch, you know. Some want to take that video. You know, it's fun for them. Uh, you know, it, uh, a lot of them know from the beginning that it's illegal and reckless and someone can die, but they still do it because they love that excitement of, of doing that donut or go to watch because it's so cool, you know. So what is the consequence of, of getting caught if somebody catches you? If the police mm -hmm. catches you, what uh, what hap what can happen to you? Did uh, they, I think they give you a ticket. What happens? If you're the one doing the donut, they will arrest you. You can spend a, a night in jail, um, depending. Uh, West Street Race uh, Task Force. There is different task forces, the LAPD and the California Highway Patrol. That they're out there, you know, uh, checking and trying to catch them. And they will. They will. T uh, uh, most of the time, they will impound your car for up to 30 days, and you have to go to court. And uh, that's about it so far. There is many bills coming through. They have a big one that just came through. Uh, but uh, so far right now, the only thing that the police can do is do what the law is allowing them to do. Maybe give you a ticket, uh, impound your car, uh, maybe go to jail for one day, or just, you know, then you have to go to court and take a diversion program. Before we continue, we would like to thank Shen Yun for sponsoring this channel. I lived in China for two years and experienced two different Chinas. One is the China we know now, unfortunately with communism. And the other is ancient Chinese culture with 5,000 years of history, strong values, ethics and morality that has been lost. Shenyun Performing Arts is reviving this 5,000 years of Chinese traditional culture. It takes you back in time to magical world of ancient China with a unique blend of brilliant dancing beautiful costumes, and legends coming to life. Go to ShenYun.com to find out the schedule and theater information. It's a lifetime experience you don't want to miss. Book your tickets today.
Now let's go back to the interview. It's interesting that they can't stop these guys because probably if the police wanted to catch them, mm -hmm. it should be easy to catch these people, right? They get together mm -hmm. every, every weekend probably or every mm -hmm. certain nights. And there's a community of them. Yeah. What are your thoughts? How come they are not well, able to, to No, they are. Them? They are catching them. It's just another album. Uh, if you think of um, a huge fire in the forest, right? and it's got so out of control. And you're like, why are the firemen turning off this fire right away? It's gonna take time, because it started growing a long time ago. And it just got out of control all of a sudden. And even though the police has been trying to do something about it for so long, we needed bills to support us. They needed something to tell them, okay, this is how much we can do. The only thing they could do in the past is just like you said, just give them a ticket and impound their car, right? We needed more bills, but unfortunately, a lot of people had to die for this to finally, uh, legislators could start helping us and doing something about it. You know, and that, that's what they are doing. It's just you have to chase them. They're not just in one point, they're everywhere, all over the city, they're scattered everywhere. So you have a stew racing task force here, 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 and they're trying over here, you know, to control this one. There's another one over here. So they're everywhere. So. You wouldn't believe the amount of people that they arrest every time, but then by getting these ones, they still have to get these ones. And once one thing that they do is they have several locations where they're gonna be at. So once they're finished here, and the police is here, the, the other ones that get away are going to another location, so they're just everywhere. There was a press conference mm -hmm. where the 24-year-old passed away. Mm -hmm. um, yes. There was a press conference, and uh -huh. as the LA deputy sheriff is talking about mm -hmm. this incident, there's cars coming by and I passing with a loud uh -huh. exhaust. Yes. I think they're trying to send a message that it doesn't matter what you're saying. See, like, there's an example of one right there. It's funny to them, but it's really a sick, sick culture. Yeah, they're into their car, they're into their mentality, and showing off their car and doing what they're doing. And you're always gonna see the rebels, you know, that they don't care. You mentioned that this uh, culture of uh -huh. car culture has gone dark with yes. these donuts. Uh -huh. And there was recently a street takeover that actually ended up with people going to a 7-Eleven mm -hmm. stealing. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, like I said, I think it's just people that, uh, there's all kind of people that go there. You know, there's the good, there's the bad, there's the one that, okay, let's do this crazy stuff and let's go do this right now. It's not just because of the takeover, it's just the people that happen to be there that decided just to do that randomly. It's not like, um, not every, it doesn't happen at every takeover. You know what I mean? It's the things that are happening, the fights that, the, you know, you see people getting beat up, you know, and then uh, you see everything, people shooting a gun up in the air, but because there's people from everything there, from every culture, from every uh, 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 economical background, there's, you know, there's everything there and then a particular group might decide to do something crazy like what happened that day. It was, I'm pretty sure it was not planned, I have no idea. But what I can tell you is this, because there's so much of everything, things like this can happen. So that's what they say, there's nothing good coming out of it. Some of them say that they have nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. This is all they have. Mm -hmm. You know, what are your thoughts on this? Like there's nothing else for them to, to get a joy out of besides this. I think it's immaturity. They're just young and immature. And that's what they're holding on to, like this is what I have. 
right now. This is what I'm going to do. This is my passion right now, my car, my to do this. You know what I mean? Uh, I do believe that these young people just have to be mentored, you know, and talked to. And it's hopefully that they, they can get through this, through this uh, stage that are going through right now in their life and go through it with nothing happened to them and just uh, move away from it. I don't believe in my heart that everybody's bad. I don't think that they go out every morning and when they're planning this, oh, today I'm going to kill someone. You know, oh, I'm going to kill myself. And I'm going to, you know, go ahead and take away a child from their parent. You know, that's not what they're thinking inside, you know. They're thinking just the wrong way. And I really believe that they have to be mentored. Do I think there have to be consequences? I definitely do. Sometimes that's how we learn. There's a reason these kids um, are, are out there doing this. Do they get the inspiration from somewhere? Are we allowing it? I think, I think they got all the car commercials. What are they talk about? They don't talk about how safe the car is. They talk about how fast the car is. So you even see Dutch commercials of the cars even like getting side by side and going super fast. You know, a young person can go buy a car that can go so fast. Look at these Teslas and all these cars. They can go so fast and then there's uh, nobody telling you that is that is not safe. It's telling you that it's cool. So I think the media, the car commercials, they promote speed, uh, movies, everything, all of that. There should be something at the end, uh, some, some, something saying that, you know, just like before they were trying to fly like Superman because you, <laughs> you cannot fly, right? It's kind of like the same. And I think there is a lot of the, um, also the, uh, the promoting uh, of these cars and making these cars so fast and giving this, it's like you're giving a loading gun to a young person. You know, you're just giving them, now go ahead and go crazy with it. There's no more tri uh, uh, driver's education at schools uh, in California. So basically, you just take your test and that's it, with a little bit of something here and there. Who's teaching these kids about the dangers of illegal racing and reckless driving and driving under the influence, all of these things that are so important that they have this at the schools or that the DMV demands of it. We don't have it. Look how many young people are dying. The age of them are always 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Young people, uh, older people too, but they are the mo teenagers are the most people that every year die in our streets because of this lack of education. So Lily, you have been very active on this. You have yes. your own personal story about this. Yes. Can you tell us more about what happened to you? Oh, why am I here today? <laughs> well, um, I don't have back, back in December 7, 2013. And at the time, I was just a single mom. You know, I focused on working. I focused on making sure my kids had something to eat. We had a roof over our head and they would go to school. That was my thing. My daughter was only 16 years old, went to Torrance High. She wanted to go to spend it at her best friend's house. And I was like, why not? They usually come here or I go there, you know. And I dropped her off. Um, and they were going to go to a party before. They went to this party and the boy that, that took these three girls to a party on the way back taking them home, he was a week shy of 18. He saw a co-worker driving by and they started playing, you know. He had a Mustang, I don't know what the other guy had. They stopped next to each other. And when he pulled the window down, my daughter's girlfriend 
woke up because they were tired from the party and they were sleeping. My daughter was in the back seat. And uh, she heard when he said, let's do this. And he took off going over 80 miles an hour. That's when she realized and she put her seatbelt on. I was telling my daughter to put her seatbelt on. My daughter didn't know what she was talking about. Uh, so he tried to beat uh, the yellow light. And unfortunately, he just took it and crashed against an SUV, against the fence. And uh, when uh, my daughter's best friend woke up, my daughter was hanging from the window. So she passed away from her head injuries. Um, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I said, well, what did I do wrong as a mom? Was I too lenient? Should I have let her go? And I said, no. I said, if, she, if he didn't engage into a street race, he would have taken her home. It was a street race that killed her. That decision that he made in that moment with the other guy, you know? And that's when I said, well, a street race killed my daughter. And within months, I was asked to go speak at a school. And I had never spoken at a school, actually. I didn't even like to go to those parent conferences. And here I am now, <laughs> practically at the schools. But um, they asked me to go speak. And there was a guy that spoke about uh, drugs, the lady that spoke about alcohol. And then there was me. What was I going to speak about, right? And I spoke about illegal street racing, you know, and what speed can do. And my life just kept rolling and rolling and going and finding ways that I could mentor. Because I know that that 18-year-old didn't mean to kill my daughter. She was a friend. And I knew that if I would mentor them about such a topic that was not spoken about anywhere, you know, I, I could save some lives. She could save some lives. And her death wouldn't be in vain. I could keep her with me. And we've been work working really hard and doing everything that we can, um, going to legislators, going to the police, being mentored by the police. So did people take it seriously when you started talking about this? Because it wasn't that big of a problem as mm -hmm. it is today, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it was hard convincing legislators that there was, there was a problem. Uh, the school, it was hard getting into the schools, yes. It was really hard. But we did it. We, I never stopped. I never stopped getting into schools and finding ways to get a school, creating programs to get into schools. Yes, it was hard to convince people that it was a problem. They didn't think it's a serious problem. Correct. Back in 2014, 2015, 2016, nobody thought it was such a big problem. People that knew about it did, like the street racing task forces. The Los Angeles the police knew that there was a problem. That's why street racing task forces started forming everywhere. Yeah, so it was as hard convincing uh, the schools, the people, and yeah, and uh, legislators to know that this is a problem that is, I tried telling them, this is a problem that's growing. It's getting worse. We need to more education. We need law supporting the police so they can do something. They can only do so much at the time. And did know. the legislature change? There's new laws that you have helped actually worked on to get them yeah. passed, right? Yeah, uh, one of the bills that I'm most proud of is, uh, you know, 1472 by Senator Stern, you know, but it was done uh, actually because of a boy uh, that passed away, 16-year-old boy in the valley, uh, from a speeding driver. And uh, that's when he said, OK, this happened here. And then he saw the problem. And that's when he decided to, uh, to do something about it. What can we do? His decision was to do something like the Watson statement, uh, which is for, um, for driving under the influence. And it was the same thing. This is like if you 
are, you know, charged, let's say, with a misdemeanor, uh, you're street racing, you're doing a donut, you're spectating, and you're even warned, and you do it again, but you kill someone, then, you know, that's giving the judge and the prosecutors to go and, you know, and go after you for murder. Are there any other laws that you're working on? Uh, well, there's actually uh, two bills that are already passed. Uh, these were in 20, 21, 22, uh, which, and 22, uh, was uh, AB3 by Assembly Member Vince Fong. And AB3, what it does is it will take your license away. If you're a cut street racing, we're gonna take over spectating. However, uh, we're waiting on the DMV. The DMV said we're gonna have to wait until 2025 for this, even though this bill has been approved, uh, that's how much time there's gonna be a wait. I think that's that bill, if it was, um, having, had it been effective right away, will really, really curb the problem. Think about it, taking your license away and for six months. Then you can't months. do anything for can't six do anything. months. Yeah, I mean, that's a great bill, and unfortunately, we gotta wait to 2025, I mean, come on. You know, I think that's a good one, which is not really, I feel like it's a good bill. It's not that strict or that aggressive. It's just something telling, you know what? Okay, we're taking your you license learn away. Lesson. You learned a lesson. Yeah. I think it's a great bill. And unfortunately, we have to wait. AB 2000 as well. Um, AB 2000, you have, just li makes it legal to do in a parking lot on a private area as well. Another thing to the, t and taking your license away as well. These two bills, until 2025. Now, has the attitude changed from the state legislatures now that we have this? I mean, before we had street racing, and it was mm -hmm. not as common as mm -hmm. it is now. It seems like every day there's donuts. Somebody is making donuts yes. somewhere. Mm -hmm. And has the attitude changed in the legislature? Or totally. Everybody wants yeah to do something about it now. Yeah, and it, it started, uh, I, think, I think it's been about uh, the last three years that they were like, oh my God, this is a problem, we're gonna do something about it, which I am very, very um, happy that they are. They're trying to do something because they're seeing it. Now it's very visible. Before it was kind of like more underground. Now it's visible. So it's like, let's do something about it, which uh, I feel like it wasn't so much, it, it's not that they didn't care. It just wasn't, how could you convince it them that there's a visible. problem? Right. So it was more. Yes. In California, we have, sometimes we have strict laws when mm -hmm. it comes to littering in the yes. highway. Like uh -huh. you can get fined sometimes a thousand dollars. Nobody dares to, f to put trash out because you don't want to pay a thousand dollar fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How can we not have a more serious punishment for something like this where it can kill people? And I am so happy that you bring that up because I've been fighting for this for a long time. I even uh, reached out to the Department of Transportation and told them you have humongous electronic boards that say, you know, click it or ticket, the drought, littering. How come we cannot boost the raising kills, right? Uh, with uh, uh, other entities that we've been trying to talk to. However, um, I have to tell you that um, the Automobile Club of, of you know, of uh, Southern California, which is AAA, has been campaigning about this for a long time campaigning against illegal racing and against the reckless driving. However, like I said, we need more. We may need to make this a humongous campaign to do something. I've been campaigning for a long time, but uh, we need to make this more. I think with the new bills, it's gonna help us, but definitely let's do more about it. Let's put more signage out there so people can see it. What do you recommend to California parents that are seeing this happening in LA? Mm -hmm. uh, what do you recommend them? Talk to your kids. You know, if they're underage, Throw, you know, a governor. Throw a governor in that car. 
I know that you think your kids not gonna do anything bad. If you see they're getting into that thing, if they're still 16 until they get to 18, put a governor in that car. A governor will not let you go more than 70, 60 miles an hour. They don't have to know. <laughs> you know, I always tell parents because they're like, oh, should I do it? Should not just go ahead and do it. Why not? When they're 18, they're gonna do whatever the heck they want anyway. Mentor them. Let them have these programs. Make them, let them watch what's going on, you know, in the, and, and don't go against them. Don't tell them, okay, you cannot have a cool car. No, there is ways, you know, there's tracks that you can go, to. not many, but there's tracks that you can go to and uh, there's places where you can go this legally and uh, be part of the car culture in the right way because there's a lot of people that have car meets. You can go to a car meet, just keep it safe. You can belong to a car club. The right car club, don't go into the other side where you can get hurt. The right car club, the, the car culture is beautiful. You can still show off your cool car. You can still go as fast as you want on a track where someone's go when you're gonna be safe, when you can learn, you know, and have that responsibility, but have your parents mentor you as well and help you, and not go against you. I think that the, one of the things that, the, uh, you know, when we're young, it's like if you take this away, we want it even more, right? So if you see that, maybe you take them to the strip to do this race, and they're like, oh my God, I don't like it, and they'll probably be over it. You know, they might like it, but you take, I think, um, mentoring, talking to them, and, um, and if they're not even in it, you never know where they can get challenged to do something like this. I would definitely throw a governor in their car, you know, so they won't go that fast, just in case. So tell us about your program. You have made some programs that mm -hmm. are actually helping the people mm -hmm. to understand what the consequences are, right? Yeah, so it's called the Reckless Driving Intervention Program, and I created it throughout the pandemic. And uh, um, I wanted it to be some kind of diversion for this. I knew there was diversion for a lot of things, for driving under the influence where the judge goes, okay, you were driving under the influence, here goes, go to this program here, go to this program over here, uh, um, road rage, go here, go there. Uh, but there was nothing really for street racing and the reckless driving and the donuts. Um, so we created the program in which the course could refer to us and it took us a while and we're getting great referrals. So we're hoping that more district attorneys and the courts in, uh, in California can refer to us because what we do is we mentor them. Um, we always have a, a police officer that will talk to them as well, not to give them a ticket, but to talk to them and mentor them and they can ask any questions. Uh, we have victim speakers that will talk to them about how they lost their loved ones. I talk about how I lost my daughter. Uh, we also have uh, professionals that will come from the car culture, but from the positive side of the car culture, they will talk to them about this is what you can do, this is where you can go. We had Irwindale Speedway uh, and you know, and to come and talk to them and tell them, you know, the dangers of what you can come and do. Say, so we're giving them free tickets. I mean, what else do you want? But we have a survey at the end, and uh, sometimes it just warms my heart when I see a good a good comment, and uh, where we ask um, many questions, and one of them is like, do you think your driving behavior will change after this? Or what did you think of the program? And so many say, well, this story touched me. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done, you know, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, just this influences me. I ask a lot about, does it Fast and Furious movies influence your driving behavior? I always get maybe, no, maybe yes. <laughs> so you get a little bit of everything. And this so we can get some statistics, you know, on the age and everything. But when we get a good comment, um, why 
because we're mentoring them, we're talking to them, we're not judging them. Of course, the people that we get just got in trouble didn't kill anyone, but we're just mentoring them and hoping that by listening to our stories, that they, you know, they, um, we touch their heart. So we're not trying to judge you, we're trying to touch that little piece of your heart because you're young, and if we can get through your heart, we, we can get up here and make you think about more about the consequences and do it for all those people that have died. You know, I, I always tell them, live for a vow, live where my daughter couldn't live. You know, just get through this stage that you're going in your life and move on and make your life beautiful. Make all your dreams come true and not just dream them. Go home. There's always someone waiting for you at home. You know, you want to go back home. You go out every day and you always thinking, well, when I go home, I will do this and that and tomorrow I have to do this, right? So come back home every night, safe. Lily Trujillo-Pocket, founder of Street Racing Kills. It was mm -hmm. great to have you on California Insider. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very uh, honored for you to have me. And then uh, please visit my website at streetracingkills.org. We want to ask you to sign up to our California Insider email list. You will receive exclusive updates on our upcoming documentary and get the latest inside stories on everything that's happening in California. Go to InsiderCA.com and sign up 